Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. My next guest is using a cultural phenomenon to not only prospect for new business, but also to bring back prospects who have ghosted him and then closed seven-figure deals. When I saw what he was doing on Facebook, I immediately reached out to him to bring him on the show. I've seen people use this particular strategy and tactic before, and I have myself, but I haven't seen someone executing at this level, which made it extremely interesting and valuable. Uh, you're going to want to stick around to the very end because my guest is going to provide actionable, tactical information that you can start using today, immediately, right now. I'll see you on the other side. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you're sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results as well as the strategy behind it you'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach welcome Welcome to to outbound Outbound metrics Drewby Wilson is the Vice President of Break Free Academy and an action taker with his finger on the pulse who focuses on service above all else, leading him to produce more than seven figures in revenues, no matter what industry he worked. A servant first, operating with utmost integrity and humility, but not afraid to tell it like it is. Confidence and empathy are his superpowers by going all in on every area of life. He strives to inspire success-driven winners to become the most elite version of themselves. How does he do it? Living by the motto, crush the day before it crushes you. Drewby, pleasure to have you on. Are you ready to dive in? Thanks, Morgan. I appreciate you having me. And yeah, 100%, man. I'm ready if you are. Absolutely. So what is Break Free Academy and how do you guys get results for your customers? Actually, that's a great question. So Break Free Academy is a all-encompassing program. We have a lot of different digital products. Uh, it was created by a gentleman named Ryan Stuman. He's my mentor, and uh, I'm currently his right-hand man there at the company, the VP of sales. And pretty much what we do is we work with sales guys, entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs, you know, success-driven individuals, and we help them optimize their business, whether it's sales techniques, marketing techniques, you know, becoming a part of a network of high level individuals that they can learn from and connect with, you know, basically we take winners and we make them bigger winners. Awesome. What would you say makes Breakthrough Academy different than like other similar companies? So what makes us different is we are not just a, 
you know, Hey, tell you to do this because we think it works. We literally do every single thing that we teach other people to do. Uh, and we do it first because we want to know that it's going to work before we just sell it off to somebody else. So what I think it makes us really stand out and be different is that we don't just teach the stuff we implement and it's tactical day-to-day stuff that you can do. It's not super high level things that are like, Oh, it's hard to figure out. We take all that really complicated stuff and we break it down to simplicity, small daily steps that you can implement to get massive results. Awesome. And I know you mentioned a few of the types of people you work with. Are these like, let's take salespeople, for example, and entrepreneurs. These are people who are just starting out, maybe kind of like mid-career type people or like where do you kind of, who's your ideal customer on that spectrum? Yeah. So ideal customer typically is someone who's already in the sales industry. Um, They may not be like super uber successful in their mind, but if they're selling and they're closing deals and their goal is to generate more sales and get in front of more people. They want to build their authority in their space, in their industry. We can definitely help them do that. You know, we don't just do basic sales training. That's a whole other group of people that can do that. But if you're already in sales, you're already having some success. Maybe you're a top producer, someone who's been doing well, but knows there's another level. That's typically who we work with. And then going up from there all the way into, you know, multi seven and eight figure CEOs, business owners, and executives that are trying to surround themselves with next level thinking, right? Because no matter what level you're on, whether you're a sales producer, self-employed entrepreneur, or you know a CEO business owner, you're always trying to get to that fourth level, which is where you're an investor. And you know, you're basically just taking all the money you've earned and putting it to work for you. So we kind of take people through those steps of, you know, top level sales producer to entrepreneur an entrepreneur scaling a team so you can be a business owner and then taking it to that or that fourth level of being an investor. Awesome. And we were actually just chatting about beforehand, right? How you got into selling at Break Free Academy. I'd love the listeners to hear about that before we go into like memes and all that. Yeah. So for me, before I came to Break Free Academy, I've had a myriad of different sales jobs you know, in high school, I was like your typical dude. I sold a little pot and got into some you know, <laughs> shenanigans there. But when I got into the real world, I was actually a nuclear pharmacy technician and I was working third oh, wow. shift and like doing some cool stuff with radioactive isotopes. But working third shift isn't my thing. I'm an early morning guy. I like getting up early. So I got out of that because I had gotten real overweight, ballooned up to like 300 pounds, mm. just totally unhealthy, unhappy. So I went and started selling cigars. I didn't know anything about cigars. I was 19 years old, but the dude I knew through a cousin was like, Hey man, you want to come and work for me and sell some cigars? I was like, yeah, sure. So I got into selling cigars at a retail store, ended up being within like three to six months, got promoted to being the manager of the store. Mm. I helped take that store from doing about $300,000 a year in annual revenue up to about half a million in my first year in the business, stayed there for a couple of years. The owner came in like two weeks before Christmas one year and was like, Hey man, I love what you've done with the place, but, uh, I got to let you go. (laughs) So I'm like, Oh shit. Well, all right, man. So a customer of mine calls me up about a month later because it was like in Christmas and there, you know, nobody hires during Christmas, but a customer of mine calls me up and says, Hey man, I'm a manager over here at a furniture store around the corner from where you were at the cigar shop. And I I don't have a full-time position, but we're getting ready to ramp up for tax season, which was their busy season. If you want to come in, 
you know, we can probably get you some commission sales and help you do a little, you know, put some money in your pocket until you land on your feet. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'll pretty much take anything at this point. So I went to sell furniture for this guy and I ended up selling about $150,000 worth of furniture in the six weeks that I was there, which was just shy of the manager who brought me in. He was so, he, I think he sold like 175,000 in that same time frame. He had been there for 10 years. So this is when I really uh -huh. started seeing like, dang, sales might be something I'm okay at. I'm pretty decent at. And during that time that I was there at the furniture store, my father-in-law at the time reached out and was like, Hey, um, I'm getting ready to open this Allstate insurance agency. I understand you did well with the uh, cigars and now you're doing well in furniture. I'd like you to come and be my producer at insurance. I didn't know anything about insurance, but I liked selling and I liked helping people. That's kind of always been my like key thing with sales is it's not so much about closing. It's about solving problems and helping people solve their problems. So went to sell for Allstate, ended up being one of the top producers in my market up in Toledo, Ohio, was doing somewhere between $250,000 and $300,000 a year in new business premiums for Allstate. Uh, did that for about five years. And at that five-year point, I kind of plateaued and I'm like, you know, I'm a top producer in my area. I really can't figure out how to get more business. So that's when I fell into like the marketing side of things, right? We were paying a ton of money for these internet leads that weren't very great. And so I was like, well, if I can just figure out how to get more leads and I'll be able to close more deals and make more money, right? That's kind of sales in a nutshell, like mm -hmm. talk to more people, close more deals. So I started using this program that Ryan Stuman created called Phone Sites. It's a landing page builder, lets you kind of create easy to uh, build capture pages for lead generation. Had a little success with it. The, one of the first couple pages I built, I ended up generating like 250 leads on a $500 ad spend budget and selling somewhere around $25,000 in annual premium through the agency. So it was like, holy crap, this is awesome. This works really well. And what I ended up doing was saying, all right, well, I want to get better at this. So I'm going to start doing some tutorials for the phone sites users group. Like I'm going to share what worked for me with some other folks in the group, selfishly hoping that someone in the group would be like, dude, you're doing that all wrong. Do this or do that and you'll get better results. Well, I, unbeknownst to me, Ryan was watching me in his group do these tutorials and help his users. And he reached out to me one day and was like, hey man, I really like what you're doing in my group, helping people out. I want to start paying you to keep doing that. Now I'm going to give you some other stuff, but you're doing it for free. How about I just pay you a little bit every month and you just keep doing that? It's like, well, that's kind of a no brainer, right? I'm going to do it anyway. So why not? So I started doing some more of that, some tech support kind of stuff. And, and within that, helping people solve their problems. Some of the guys that I was working with said, well, hey, I mean, I know you guys have these other programs and these mastermind groups. Like, how do I buy that? Can I buy that from you? So I went to Ryan and said, hey, man, these guys want to buy some of our other products. Like, how do I sell it to them? So he says, man, you're in the wrong business. Like I know you're selling insurance and you're doing well, but uh, I think you come work with me and let me mentor you and show you this side of the coaching and consulting space. And you'll help me change a lot of lives, which is going to change your life as well. So ended up leaving the insurance industry after five and a half years, walked away from a million dollar book of insurance business that eventually I would have owned, but said, you know what, I'm going to start fresh with this consulting thing. I really like what I'm doing over here. Mm -hmm. So I went to work full-time for Break Free Academy in March of 2019. And since then, 
which is just over 18 months. I've done a little over $2 million in sales in our coaching and consulting and created, you know, a couple of digital products. And so basically I just went from sales job to sales job to sales job and each one kind of just scaling up on what my responsibilities were and, you know, the ticket price for the items that we were selling. So it's been kind of a wild ride over the last couple of years. Awesome. I love that story. I really enjoy how, like you were saying at each step, you just, you know, you found a good opportunity and just kept using it as a stepping stone to the next one. So that's definitely inspirational. I'm sure for myself and people who are listening. So thanks for sharing that. Um, And what first caught my attention was the memes you're using to sell, which I stopped. I saw it on Facebook. I stopped and I was like, okay, this is really interesting. I'm a salesperson. I haven't seen this, a lot of this before. I got to talk to this guy. So how did you start using memes to sell? That's a great question. So I've always loved memes. Like me and my group of friends, we've always been that group that's like, who can find the funniest meme and share it to the group first? And so what I was doing, you know, a lot of what we teach at Break Free Academy is organic lead generation, right? So building authority, creating an attractive character online and and getting people to reach out to you because they know, like, and trust you. That's an important part of the sales conversation, right? That know, like, and trust factor. So I just got in the habit of being silly and using memes and GIFs in my response to people in our groups and with some of the conversations we were having. And then there was this point where I was getting on a lot of calls and having conversations and giving offers and then people would go disappear. They'd go ghost on me. I mean, if there's any salespeople watching, that's a very common occurrence, right? You know, you have a great conversation. You're like, yeah, this guy's totally going to buy. And then they just disappear like dust in the wind. So I had all these leads that had gone ghost on me and I'm like, what can I do that's going to be different than just your typical canned follow-up response, right? Like, hey, I'm just checking in. Hey, are you still interested? Hey, do you still want to buy this? Are you still having a problem with this? Like they work, but they're kind of boring, right? Right. So I'm like, well, what can I do to be different? I went in the Facebook GIF search bar because I do pretty much most everything on Facebook DMs now and, and text messages. And I just started typing in like, you good question mark. Or like I created a couple memes, you know, there's those memes where it's like the skeleton guy just sitting on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> so I created a meme that was like, just waiting for John to return my phone call. And so I said <laughs> that meme to a guy that had been ghosted on me for like three weeks and had ignored my canned messages. And, and with Facebook, what's cool is you can see like when someone reads your response, sure. right? And so I sent this message, this meme, and within five minutes, I got a response from the guy that was like, holy shit, that's hilarious. Like, sorry, I went ghost on you. And he gave me a bunch of excuses. He's like, but I'm ready to buy. So here's, where's the link? And I went, whoa, that's, that's interesting. Right. And so Mm -hmm. then I kept trying on there. Right. So I had like 50 leads that had gone ghost. I went into the GIF and just sent them a bunch of gifts. There's one that was Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. And he's Mm kind of like looking at the screen like this. It's like, Mm -hmm. you good? You in there? (laughs) And so I sent that to a bunch of people same thing. I started seeing like a ridiculous increase in my response rates. And that's when I went, all right, there's something to this. And so I started telling a couple of buddies about it and they're like, dude, no way that works. I'm like, just try it. What's it going to hurt? They're not responding to you anyways. Right. And so they started doing it and seeing a similar, like crazy increase in response rate. Wow. So that's why I was like, all right, well, there's something to this. Do you typically using memes when 
Are you always using them when someone has fallen off or using them in the other point in your sales process? So I actually, like when I started seeing that it was working in the sales follow-up process, I started thinking, well, what if I can use them to sell our products, right? Like there's big companies, Wendy's and Chipotle that were using memes and going viral. And I was like, well, what if I could create some memes to sell our software product, our phone mm-hmm. sites product? And so I basically put myself under a challenge. It was like, all right, for the next 30 days, I'm going to create a new meme that's used to sell like branding and marketing awareness of our software. And so I started doing that and ended up selling like almost one or two people every single day during that challenge, just posting these funny memes and like a funny little story to go with it. And then an offer, Hey, if you're still looking for help, go sign up here. And it started working really well. So I'm like, okay, so I can do this for branding and marketing awareness. I can get attention with it because it's like a pattern interrupt, right? For the marketers out there, this is a different way of approaching conversations, building rapport. Then I was like, all right, well, then I can use them in my follow-up process and sell people with them. And then after they became clients, I started using them to continue building rapport and getting referrals. So I'm like, Hey, here's a funny gift. That's like, you know, when, if I did, let's say a $25 gift card for a referral fee or referral, whatever, then I was like a picture of a guy holding a big stack of money. And it's like, after you send Ruby five referrals, yeah. I started getting <laughs> referrals and I'm like, Holy, this is crazy. This is like, I didn't realize how powerful these memes were and how you can use them in so many different aspects of your branding, marketing and sales. And then even after their clients, you know, continuing the sale and selling more. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started, was like, all right, I need to create a course around this. Like, what is my process? How do I reverse engineer this and teach other people to use it so that they can go out and be successful with memes too? And that's when the Closer Memes course was created. And as I say, the rest is history. That's awesome. I'm curious to know how you are creating these, not just like the technical side, like what do you use to make them, but... You mentioned like you create your own memes and then you put a story around them. I'm interested to hear about that process and how you kind of craft that. Yeah. So one of the first things I talk about in the course, and and I'm glad you asked because that's kind of an important process, right? So it comes down to having your client avatar. Who do you sell to? Who do you sell to? What do you sell? Why do they buy it? Is it pain? Is it pleasure? Is it a problem that you solve or is it something that they're going after that they desire, right? So the who... What age are they? What are their interests? What are the things that are going to be relatable to them? Is it a 25 to 30 year old that's into stoner comedies? Or is it a 40 to 50 year old, more of a business related person that's interested in movies like Gordon Gecko and the Wolf of Wall Street? Mm -hmm. So getting to know who your client avatar is, is the first step because the whole thing about memes is they create an emotional trigger. You know, everybody loves memes. It doesn't matter what age bracket you're in or or like what your interests are. There's memes out there that you're going to be interested in. And right now, a lot of political memes are really popular because of the state of the world. So like people that are into politics are easily attracted to memes. And then there's the silly, funny people. Like I said, the stoner comedy people that just love goofy, silly movies and B-rated goofball movies that if you have an idea of who that target audience is, you can then go out and find content imagery that relates to them. And the reason people love memes is because they want to be the first person to share a funny meme with their friends or with their family. So the popular meme templates that are out there, you know, like the baby Yoda meme or the meme where the lady's yelling at the cat, like they catch people's eye because it's, it's a trend. 
So there's just like a hook there where they're like, oh, I'm going to stop and look at this. And so my next step is teaching people how to find that content and then craft their copywriting, the text to go with that image so that it fits their product, their solution. And then what happens is every time you see a meme that's familiar to you, an image that's familiar, you stop and you look at it because your mind's like, hey, what's different about this? What is it that I recognize, but what's also different? And so when you've created a meme that somebody recognizes, they're going to stop and read that text. Even if they've already seen that meme a hundred times, they're going to stop and look at it because they want to know, is it new? What's different about it? Is it funny? Is it something I'm going to laugh at? Is it something my friends will laugh at? That's kind of the process of like, all right, how do you find what's relatable? How do you craft the text that goes with it so that it fits your product, your solution, your offer? And then how do you share a little bit of a story to go with that? Because the the image is just to get attention. It's the text that goes above it that really has that hook, right? To draw someone into purchasing your product or reaching out to you to learn more about what you offer. Awesome. So let's like an example of a a meme you created with the, you know, text on the image and then the, um, or what image you use the text and like, what was the story around? So there is a good one. So you remember that South Park episode where he's teaching people how to ski and it's like, if you pizza, when you mean to French fry, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) so what I did is I created that meme, but I changed it to say, if you try to build a funnel or a landing page without using phone sites, you're going to have a bad time. Mm -hmm. And then, so above it, I wrote a little copy that was just like, Hey, You know, a lot of people get frustrated with some of the other landing page funnel builders because you have to be a tech guru or you have to understand coding and all of these things. Our software is designed to be used by anyone with zero tech skills. And you can literally build a website and have it launched within 15 minutes, even if you don't understand HTML coding or web design. And so it was just kind of a simple like play on the, you know, hey, if you try to build a, a funnel without using our software, it's going to be a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it just worked. I remember that one specifically got me like three or four signups into our software because people were relatable to that. They're like, hey, that's hilarious. They remembered the scene from that show. It took them back to a moment. There was that right. emotional trigger. And then they realized like, hey, I do need to build these landing pages. I do need to collect lead information. So I might as well try this software. Awesome. Are you posting these in your own group or are you just posting these on your profile? Where do you usually, I'm interested to know about your like routine, like throughout your day of where, you know, how you're out prospecting and following up, like how many times are you making, creating memes? What does that kind of look like? So right now I create anywhere from three to five new memes a day. So right now with the closer memes course, I try to create one new meme for my closer memes people. So if they've bought the program, I try to share one new meme with them every day. That's either just an idea on how to use a template or like, you know, what they, one they can swipe and use for themselves in their follow-up process. I create memes. We have a sales talk with sales pros group. That's like 90,000 people in it that has a bunch of different sales professionals, entrepreneurs, business owners. And so within there, I try to do memes that are like poking fun at different sales cliches. Lately, it's all about underwriting. People hate underwriters. So if you're in like the in finance space or an insurance space or even like real estate, underwriting is a huge pain in the ass. It's almost like they don't want you to close deals. So I do a lot of memes that are just kind of poking fun at those mm-hmm. little sales cliches. 
And then also I try to share memes on my personal page because I've kind of gotten to be known as the meme guy. You know, my goal is to create a meme or two that end up going super duper viral so that I get, you know, attention attracted to me and all the things we do. So I'm sharing like one meme a day on my personal page, two to three memes in our different groups. I think I admin probably seven or eight different Facebook groups right now with about 150,000 people all together in those audiences if you combined them all. And so my goal is just creating content that's relatable to whatever group I'm admin of and the people that are in there, right? The client avatar and just sharing that content. And what I do and what I teach my users in this, the program to do is to watermark those memes. So putting my tagline, my at Drewby rides on all of those memes, because if I share it and it doesn't go viral, it doesn't mean that someone won't swipe it and then post it elsewhere and have it go viral. And if you know, you got your watermark on there, they're just going to be like, well, who's this Drewby rides fella. And they're going to go and look me up and try to see who I am. And that's the whole thing. Like I said, we teach a lot of organic lead generation and the Mm. best way to get leads and attract new clients is to create content that people relate to, which will draw them to researching and learning more about you. You're putting this activity out there to generate organic leads it seems kind of like it's kind of like drilling for oil, right? You're kind of going around testing out different stuff. And when something works really well, you're like, okay, what, what was the reason that works so well? And kind of using that as you, you move along. hundred percent. It, it's like anything in marketing, right? It's trial and error. What works here might not work over here, but what works over here might work really well over here in front of this audience. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like poking around, trying to see where the big oil well is. And when you hit a meme that, that really does well in a group, and you get a lot of comments, you get a lot of engagement, that's my chance to just go in and connect with those people and create a conversation that's more casual. Because instead of me going in a group and be like, hey, who's an entrepreneur and wants to spend a couple thousand dollars on coaching (laughs) and mentoring, like it can work, but it's kind of like the spray and pray method in in Counter-Strike, right? You're just squeezing the trigger hoping to hit something. My thought is, let's be more like a sniper. Let's put something out there, some bait, draw people in, know that anybody that interacts with that post or that meme is a highly targeted individual. And then I can start creating a more casual conversation around the meme. It's like, Hey, I saw that you like that meme. You know, I love memes. If you ever want to see any other funny ones, here's some other pages that we're involved in, or Hey, here's, you know, my course where I teach people how to make memes that get thousands of engagements and hundreds of comments. Because if you're in sales, again, you, your goal is to connect with more people the more hands you shake, the more money you make, you know? So here's how you can create more of a rapport for yourself. That casualness to conversation, especially on social media, that's what it was built for, right? It's not mm-hmm. built to be a sales platform, right? but if you do it delicately and you have a good casual conversation where it, like you and I are just chatting, mm-hmm. there's a much better chance of that rapport, that no like, and trust factor being built. And then at some point, the goal is to lead them to, hey, here's a problem you're facing. You can't get enough leads or you don't have enough engagement on your profile to tell Facebook's algorithm to show your content to more like-minded people. So here's some simple steps that you can implement that will allow you to do that. So that's kind of my theory there. Awesome. So, and after that, because I was going to ask about that. um, So after that process where you've engaged someone in conversation, it's kind of like you're just having a casual conversation with them. And if the opportunity arises you're recommending something that you offer. 100%. So again, it's listening for keywords in a conversation and you're an enterprise sales, right? So when you're connecting with people, you're listening for something that triggers 
a response from you that's like, oh, hey, I totally understand that. Here's a real easy way you can solve that problem that you're facing. It doesn't have to be a hard sale, but it's just, hey, I noticed you mentioned having this problem. Here's a product or a service that you can utilize to solve it. Just so happens I might get paid for selling it to you. But more importantly, I didn't come to you saying, hey, you should buy this thing. I simply made, you know, hey, here's some advice. Maybe it's unsolicited, maybe it's not, but you told me this is what you're struggling with or you're having this problem. So here's a simple way to solve it that's painless and cost-effective. Awesome. Most people will be happy to have found that. If it's something that solves their problem, they're happy that someone recommended it to them. Like, oh, I I didn't know this was out there. Thank you. Um, For sure. A couple more questions for you. What do you use technically to create the memes? So I have two programs that I really like using. One is imageflip.com slash meme templates. So I try to find places that have like a huge gallery of templates that you can go and pull from. Because again, if it's an image that someone recognizes, it's going to stop them in their tracks and get their split second attention to see what is different about it. So imageflip.com is really good. And then there's an app on, I use the iPhone uh, called Mematic, M-E-M-A-T-I-C, I think is how it's spelled. And that's another one that's got a really great functionality as far as different fonts and different, like, it's very simple to maneuver the text and the imagery around and use that. So I do that. And then just recently I've gotten into making memes and then Photoshopping my head into them. <laughs> so like adding another layer of connection there. And those have been getting a ton of engagement. I just made one the other day where I took Mr. T's body and put my head on it. (laughs) And I was like, I pity the fool that doesn't use closer memes. And I'm probably going to run that in an ad because I think it's hilarious. And when I tested it in my groups, it got like hundreds and hundreds of engagements. You know, it's that no like and trust factor. It's like me being willing to look silly is going to make people be like, all right, let me check this dude out. Let me see what that's all about. So a combination of image flip, Mematic and then uh, Photoshop Express on my phone. Photoshop is going to ask if there's a, a mobile app for that. Photoshop Express. Awesome. Most memorable deals that you've closed with memes that come to mind? Man, so there's one GIF in particular that I can trace back to more than seven figures in revenue. There's a handful of deals that I've closed for twenty-five dollars and $30,000 using that GIF. Because again, that's a high ticket investment for someone in our high-end mastermind. I've had that conversation with folks, talked to them, given them the pricing structure and been like, hey, we just need to know which way you want to set it up as far as payments and we'll get the ball rolling. And, you know, most people want to sleep on it or they want to think about it. And uh, so I just come back and I hit them with this one GIF. It's gotten so many responses and gotten so many closed deals because it's I don't know what the movie is specifically. I want to say it's like high school musical or high school something, but there's this curly head dude that like pokes his head out from behind the bleachers and he's got kind of a concerned look on his face. And it just (laughs) says, you good question mark across the bottom. (laughs) And uh, I don't know what it is about that one gif, but I mean, all day long, $3,000 deals, $5,000 deals, all the way up to 25 and $30,000 deals. Like if I send that gif, it's almost like they know. They're like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're right, dude. I'm good. Here's my credit card. Like, Because I work with entrepreneurs and executives, so they get busy. Sure. And so instead of me just being like, hey, do you want to give us your 25 grand? Like, are you ready yeah. to buy? <laughs> yeah. It's just a little bit more friendly and casual. And uh, I think it just pokes at them a little bit like, ah, oh, 
Damn it. Got me. All sure. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Finally, what steps, like high level steps, would you, you know, say if someone's listening to this and getting excited, like I think it's some, anyone who sells some, uh, something, this is worth trying out and testing out for sure. What like high level steps would you give to someone that's looking to get started doing this? So high level steps really are just simple, man. Like figure out who your audience is and what their things that they're interested in that client avatar, get very clear on who you sell to what you sell and why they buy it. I mean, it's just, it's pretty simple. Just these are the things that they sound really complicated, but when you break it down, it's just simple. Like who is it? What are you selling them? And why do they need it? Mm -hmm. And then just testing that out. And then just send it, baby. That's like, just, <laughs> just send it. That's always the scariest part for most people. They're like, well, I don't know if it's professional. I don't know if it's going to work in a business to business space. And that's always my favorite thing. Like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work business to business. Well, guess what? Nobody buys from a company logo. Nobody buys from corporations. Right. People like, they really don't like corporations. They buy from the person on the other side of the phone. So that's where that no like, and trust factor, that rapport building really comes into play. And that's why I think memes are so powerful because it just puts you on a relatable, similar level to the person on the other side of that conversation, whether you're selling business to consumer, business to business, or even business to enterprise, right? Because again, you're dealing with a person on the other end of that. Now that person might have to be a decision maker or a high level person, but it doesn't change the fact that they have emotions, they have feelings too. And when you can connect with them on a deeper level, they're more likely to do business with you because they're like, Hey, I like this guy. Maybe he's a little bit more, you know, pricey, but I relate with this guy. He was cool. And I appreciated the fact that he was not your typical stuffy sales guy. He did something a little bit different. Absolutely. Check him out at closermemes.com. That's C-L-O-S-E-R-M-E-M-E-S.com. I'll drop a link in the uh, description of this episode. Drewby Wilson, thank you. I really enjoyed this one. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Morgan. I appreciate the invitation. And anybody that has questions or wants to reach out, I'd be more than happy to share, you know, more with them as well. And, and again, I just am grateful for the opportunity to be here. Awesome. And I bought the course too. So you guys should check it out. But uh, looking forward to digging in. But awesome, man. You have a good one. Thanks, brother. You too. Bye-bye. What I love most about Druby's usage of memes is that you can get incredible results with a little creativity and experimentation. The best part is once you find a meme that works, you can use it over and over again to get results. Look, if you have a question about this episode, ideas on what could be better, or even a suggestion on what I should talk about next, please send me an email, morgan at morgandwilliams.com. That's M-O-R-G-A-N at M-O-R-G-A-N-D as in David, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S.com. Thanks for listening.